Welcome to Eclipse, a Dungeons and Dragons sci-fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair, and I'll be your dungeon master. I'm Adam Deweese, and I will be your illicit cleric, Dr. Shepard. I'm Megan Kelleher, and I will be your human monk, Ava Elkin. I'm Rob Clark, and I will be your warforged artificier, Info Foscott. I'm Whitney Mullins, and I'll be playing Rita Nove and ASMR Bard. And I'm Patrick Collins, playing Kanan Vergest, the tiefling wild magic sorcerer. Right before we left off, Kanan was essentially devastated by this thing as it knocked him to the ground. You were able to revive him with 5 HP, um, Shepard was. But now, Kanan has decided to cast Mage Armor on himself to increase his AC to a whopping 15. And now he has attempted to flee from the monster and has moved as far as he can move for the turn. And in doing so, has invoked an attack of opportunity against this towering behemoth of a beast. So the thing will swing one of its many, many clawed arms and attempt to uh, slash him as he hobbles away. And that is an 18 to hit. Oh, that'll hit. Even with the mage armor, that does manage to hit. And it's going to just bring down one of those large clawed arms, which are easily bigger than one of your legs, just like right on your back as you're trying to escape. And it will deal 2d6 plus 2 damage. Now, if it's Snake Eyes, you're good. I'm still okay if it's Snake Eyes. You're still okay if this is Snake Eyes. I think anything else... (laughs) Yeah. He hits you for 7 damage, dropping you back unconscious (gasps) as you attempt to flee. And you now lay on the ground beneath this giant, worm-like creature standing at the feet of Info. After Kanan's turn, it is now the creature's turn. It seems satisfied as he drops to the ground effortlessly. It turns its attention on Info, who is still standing directly next to Kanan's unconscious body. The creature is going to rear back. It is, once again, extremely, extremely tall, close to like 12 feet. It, It looks like it could probably go taller if it wasn't crammed in this small hallway. And it is going to bring its big serpentine neck back and then jab it forward towards Info, and it's going to attempt to bite him with its massive mandibles, which are large enough to chop him in two if if they were to uh, deal that much damage. They're certainly large enough to do so. And only rolls a nine to hit. Well, that does not get through Info's 18 armor. So this thing attempts to snap at Info, but I think maybe it did not expect Info to be made out of metal, so it did not put enough force into it, and yeah, you're, you're able to resist taking any damage from it as it attempts to bite you. However, you did touch it, so I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Alright, yeah, so yes. it is radiating so much heat that even though the mandibles weren't able to saw directly through your iron body instantly, the heat was something you certainly were able to feel in your wooden core and it hit you for eight fire damage just from the sheer heat coming off of its body it's going to let out another horrendous that shakes the very room that you were all standing in and we will move on to info kill it info all right let's see here i'm gonna go ahead and whack him with my quarter staff and rolled at 21. 
21 will hit. This massive creature is directly in front of you, so it's not very difficult for you to hit it with that quarter staff. It's going to be five damage. All right, so you smack it right in its face with the quarter staff, dealing five damage. It lets out another pained cry, and it just kind of rears its head back. When it does, its big spine-like back smashes up against the stone on the ceiling above it, and bits of rubble rain down on top top of all of you, including uh, this monster. It seems that it is uncomfortable in how small the area is, but it also seems like it's large enough that it is destroying the very architecture around you. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, Rodney is going to go ahead and uh, roll up and take a whack at him here, and he's going to use his force-empowered rend, so let's see. That's going to be set at 16. Alright, yeah, 16 will hit. Alright, and he's going to do 5 plus proficiency bonus, so 7 total. And what does he hit him with the rend? Is he just, like, slashing him with some sort of clawed arms, or... What is he going to do this time? He's Yeah, he's just going to uh, ball up his fists and do his uh, Henry Cavill arm reload thing and just go at him. Just trying to crack that shell like a giant lobster. Is there anything else you can do? No, that's it. Okay, then we'll move to Dr. Shepard. Dr. Shepard, what are you going to do? Kanan is collapsed on the ground, and his body is literally in the shadow of this giant serpentine beast. Uh, <laughs> got as loud as I can yell, I just healed you, and I'm going to do another healing ward on Kanan. I'm trying to not lose anybody on this mission, but it's looking like at least one of us may be uh, dropping. But, um, Kanan, don't stop it. Um, and that's a bonus action for healing ward, and then I am... Uh, for my action, I believe the kind of best thing I can do, cantrip slash, uh, damage wise, would be to again hold up my my staff that I'm growing more and more in love with by the minute. Doctor Shepard is. I think this might be the first time Doctor Shepard's really got to bust this out. So that will be for eight points of damage, five plus three, and I would, yeah, I would just be uh, holding up the staff and. As much as I get to aim this staff, since it is kind of an instant hit magic missile, I don't know exactly how the aiming works on it, but I'll be aiming for, like, its face and mandibles and eyes, if it has any. Okay. So, yeah, after casting Healing Word and allowing Kanan to, once again, in just the last few seconds, recover uh, with just a, a little bit of health, feeling like absolute hell, then you launch another one of these force attacks from your staff and it hits the creature right in the face it will react again violently writhing its big body around and slamming its giant head into the walls and it actually hits the wall that is in between this room and the main chamber where all the chairs and the stairs and things are and it busts through a piece of that wall and the rock slabs collapse and fall down and now it is partially opened up into the main room. It came in like a wrecking ball. Nice. It lets out just another scream of pain, but we move on to Lita. Now that part of the wall in the hallway has collapsed, this thing's body is possibly visible from the other room as well. Okay, so Lita will run to where Kanan is, and she will first cast Cure Wounds on Kanan at first level to heal for 10 HP, and she will say to everybody, 
Okay, everyone needs to back up just a little bit so I can try to get this thing. That will be her turn. Okay, so yeah, you're able to heal Kanan, and now he is up to 13 hit points. Woo! Looking good now. Oh, that feels so weird. Quit dying. And that moves to Ava's turn. Ava, what are you going to do? Refresh my memory of the shenanigans I pulled last time. (laughs) So just a few seconds ago earlier in this battle, while everybody else is in the other room getting attacked by this extremely large creature, whatever it is, you took the giant sphere that belongs to Tucker, and because you were all tired of carrying it, you just pushed it right into the little slot in the ground, the round groove, and uh, as you expected, it locked right into place. In fact, these little things came out and magnetized to it and pulled it into place, and then you started turning random wheels and pressing buttons and dials, and there was a rumbling beneath your feet. All of the lights in the entire place flashed on extremely brightly for a second and then all just completely went out. And cool. then you heard a roar and something broke through a wall and Kanan got knocked unconscious multiple times. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, I was hoping that whatever that did would hurt this beast, but I guess it didn't. And that's fine. You know, can't always get what you want. Um, I'm gonna, I think... You said that it's part of its body is visible from the main room now, right? Yes, that wall has um, collapsed in a lot of different places, so it's raised up to the height of the stairs. But even if you were in the main room, it's like you know only twelve feet up, and then the, there's a big hole in the wall where you can see the side of this creature, the butt of this creature. It's the butt. right. It's the butt. And the these are five foot squares. Yes. Yeah. This thing's huge. If it were to stretch out entirely, it'd be at least twenty or thirty feet long. So it's a, it's a very large thing. All right. I would like to uh, just kind of sprint over out back into the hall, kind of down the stairs. And I feel like I would still have enough movement to kind of jump up and punch it in the butt. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think you can, especially being a monk, you can certainly sprint in the hall down the stairs and then do like a little wall run to kind of take two or three steps up the wall and just punch this thing. Hell yeah. All right. So I'm going to do that. Um, So I'm going to make um, unarmed strike. Um, Does... Does a 15 hit? A 15 does hit. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's going to be... You touch the butt. Oh. I touch the butt. Uh, oh, no, for... I use healing hands. No, no. I would never heal a butt. That's gross. Um, I have five damage. Oh, wait a minute. No, I'm sorry. I rolled... Do you smack it? You smack it, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't I don't bestow a gentle ass smack upon an enemy. That's a that's a friends only gig. Um no, that's going to yeah, 5 damage and then I'm going to bonus action unarmed strike again. Mm, second stop I don't think is going to hit. It's a 12. 12 does not hit. Ugh, well, you know, again, can't get them all, I guess. Ava's being very very um very optimistic about like friends dying and stuff she's like well you know can you do anything else no so as you run up and slap this thing and then miss the second attack it is going to respond with a layer action oh you love to see it so it's going to spin its large body around and look at you through that hole in the wall at the thing that just jumped up and punched it and you see this thing glaring at you its red eyes are glowing in the dark and then it's and it's going to jab its long head forward through this hole 
it kind of busts some more of the wall away, making it even wider, and it just shoots its head out like whack-a-mole or something and just comes striking at you for a single attack. Nine to hit. Mm-mm. About time this thing misses. So this thing strikes at you, but it doesn't understand that you're at like at a lower level and had to run up the wall to get to it. So you just let gravity do the work, and you drop, and this thing snaps its jaws right above your head um, and then just pulls its head back. And you hear it like letting out like a threatening chittering sound, and it's just glaring at you from inside the darkness of the uh, hole in the wall. Meanwhile, to the rest of you, you now can see the side and the back of it, and though it can certainly still maneuver around and attack you, a lot of its body is, is more exposed. And that will bring us to Kanan's turn. Kanan, you're up. With 13 HP. Oh, God. It's not bad. Um, Kanan will pick himself up with half of his movement, and as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Shadow Blade, and a swirl of dark energy coalesces in the center of my hand, wrapping itself around my wrist, and then extends down towards the ground, forming very much like a, a, a dark saber sort of look, and I'm now holding a shadowy sword in my right hand. Oh, one thing in that description I did see, it's still kind of, it's still pretty dark in here, isn't it? It is. It is still pretty dark. Oh yeah, I saw that. In addition, when you use the sword to make an attack in dim light or darkness, you get advantage. That sounds like that's going to be helpful. Awesome. So yeah, this, this shimmering dark blade is giving off just the faintest of light, and you can just hear it humming in the darkness as you essentially have a lightsaber, but it's made of magic shadow energy. Anti-lightsaber? So that dark I'm, saber. I'm realizing that that shadow blade was just a bonus action. What would you like to do with your action? I'm just going to use my action to take this newly crafted blade in my hand and slash into the back of this creature. Okay, <laughs> I thought you were going to say and disengage. <laughs> <laughs> you still had half of your movement if you wanted to throw it. Whoa! No, I don't want to. I don't want to just try to <laughs> move away and then attack. Run from this thing. I have to either in- disengage or attack this thing. So, so you're going to attack it with that glowing blade, and you have advantage on the attack. Okay. I imagine Kanan has more dex than strength. That's just kind of what I get, the vibe I get from his... Uh, his whole deal. His, his bod. Okay, and so I rolled an 18. Yeah, 18 definitely hits. So, yeah, 10, 10 psychic damage. Yeah, that blade cuts through this thing, and it lets out another violent, pained cry, as this seems to have done more damage than any of the other previous attack did, at least in one single turn. And now it has been hit for a total of 35 damage between all of you. Um, it seems like this blade of yours is quite effective against it. Is there anything else you would like to do? I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. I'm just going to stand there and try and make myself ready if this thing wheels another attack at me. All right. It is now the monster's turn. After you slashed into its side with the shadow blade, it will attempt to rear its head upwards in just a natural response, but it is still kind of in the area where there was the hole in the wall, so it actually bangs the top of its neck on part of the roof, and it is going to instead elect to attack Ava, so it is going to now extend itself further, kind of driving itself out of the hole and to where the majority of its body is now extended down to the lower level while only its tail still remains in the room where you all are and it seems that the rate that it's moving it's only a matter of time before it is 
leaving that area entirely. So it's going to come diving down on her, and in doing so, it is going to attempt to, well, it's going to attempt to eat her, but what she sees is these two big snapping jaws coming straight for her. 16 to hit. My AC is 16. Oh. All right, so it hits, and as this thing comes plunging down towards you, it is going to deal 3d10 plus 4 piercing damage. 27 damage. I am down. Oh. Hey, Jeremy. Uh, Shadow Blade is a level 2 spell, and I'm a wild magic sorcerer. So we should roll on the magic table. Well, I should roll to see if it happens. Oh my god, he rolled a your friend didn't die right after this? That's so amazing. That'd be great, right? Yeah, I guess because you cast a spell. So you rolled an 11. No, no. no, Yeah, nothing happens. Cool. (laughs) Okay. So... Ava, this thing comes slamming down on you. The big snapping jaws are hurting you, but honestly, it's the sheer weight of this thing just slamming down onto you. And um, the rest of you don't really know what happened on the other side. I mean, you, you know it was attacking Ava, but you can't really see the result. And we go to Info's turn. Info, this thing seems like it just leapt out of this hole, and in a matter of seconds, it'll be out of this room entirely. What do you want to do? You see its tail disappearing quickly through the hole. Do I see its butthole? Uh, you do not. <laughs> What I'm going to do is I am going to run up and jump on its back. Okay. It's only a matter of time before someone's like badass. Um, its back does have these large, a large spiked uh, spine that goes all the way down its back. So you certainly can do that. I just want you to make a acrobatics check while you do it to see if you can avoid any of those spikes. 13. All right. Yeah, you're uh, able to jump up there pretty deftly and land on its back without impaling yourself upon its spike back. Oh, that'd been unfortunate. All right. So I'm going to use my hand axe that I had used to record the sound of those creatures and I activate the sound and just like jam it down on him real hard and see if I can cut into him and kind of hold it in place and see if maybe the the sound or the vibrations annoy him. Okay. <laughs> Natural one. So you bring up that hand axe and you play the sound of the rust monsters coming from it, and then you go to swing this thing, but you're just too busy trying to stay on its back. So as it's swinging and, and wriggling itself around, you just miss entirely. You were just like, you have your hand gripped around one of these protruding spikes and like just riding this thing, trying to stay on its back. And you also notice as it's as you're attached to its back, it was diving out this hole, and the hole is only so tall. So this is like a moment where people are like fighting on a semi truck, and it like goes under a tunnel or something. You're gonna have to do something probably here in the next few seconds to not just get slammed up against a wall. Basically, do you want to do anything else this turn? I know you still have a whole bunch of robotic friends that haven't done anything. Uh, yeah, I might have Rodney come up and grab what's left of the tail, okay, <laughs> and that he can see and just grab onto it and like clamp down real hard and like try and pinch it and hurt it with his uh rend there so that's gonna be a a nine which i already know will not hit yeah that's not gonna hit the tail just as soon as he goes to rend it just kind of whips through the air and it's just no longer in the place where he was swinging well that's unfortunate this is gonna end badly and that'll bring us to dr shepherd's turn uh first point it's so funny you brought up the whole semi thing because i just watched terminator 2 last night and it definitely did that in terminator 2 um second thing i can't 
see Ava at all, right? I like I don't know that Ava's currently unconscious. Yeah, from where you're at, you don't know. You know Ava went that way, and you know this thing went that way. Yeah, so I don't think. Ooh, Ava and Megan, I'm I'm sorry. I don't think I can uh, help you much at the moment. That's okay. Um, I fucked around and found out. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I get for like being lewd and like slapping it on the butt without its consent and everything's fine you, you got too rowdy uh, and got roughed up um shit okay well I, I think everything I think everybody else up around me looks pretty good now I think Kanan looks kind of stable and so I think for an, uh, at least a moment Dr. Shepard feels pretty good about everybody's well-being uh, little does he know about Ava but um Kanan I'm so glad you're okay yeah we should all get out of here before someone gets hurt. <laughs> like inside this thing's mouth dying. Getting chewed on like a fucking chew toy. Um, you love dramatic irony. So my my hesitation is that I'm getting pretty, like I've got one level one spell slot left and then the two second level. But um, obviously it looks like we're fighting this thing. And I don't know if that we're going to be able to get away from it. So... I am going to pull out my like long range x-ray machine that nobody would ever need to do long range x-rays uh, with, but um, I'm going to set it to Wombo and I'm going to go ahead and cast Guiding Bolt on this thing. And that's going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Yeah, 20 hits. Power of Wombo. Wombology. <laughs> Wombology is going to do, and that's going to be 15 radiant damage. Um, because this thing is highly radioactive, um, and it's also giving off a pretty sickly glow to grant advantage to the next, uh, next attack against it. And other than that, that was my last first level spell slot. If anybody wanted a quick update, um, I don't really have any bonus actions I can do. So I think I'm, I think I'm good right there. All right, yeah, and just as the the last bit of this thing's body is slipping through the hole and into the main room, you're able to shoot that guiding bolt and hit it pretty well um, on one of the least defended parts of its body. It's it's butt, yeah. Everyone's aiming for that, I guess. <laughs> it's like the le- even in the picture. I mean, it's it's very the least top heavy part. It's very top heavy. It's got mandibles and like these wings and scary looking orange spikes, and then it's just like a little. Butt yeah, it's not going to swallow you with its butt. Yeah, save that for a different podcast. <laughs> Lita's turn. Um, is it possible for me to not hit anybody and use Thunder Wave, or am I sacrificing somebody <laughs> um, to use that? Well, that's the one that's a cube. Yeah, because I was going to move up, but then someone <clears throat> jumped on their back. <laughs> so... <laughs> I do think... It's possible to hit everyone to only hit info and the creature. I I don't see a way unless you move to the main chamber and reposition yourself entirely. I don't see another way that you could do that. I will say with the large gap that this, that this thing is crushed into the wall, there's easily enough room for any of you to climb through or jump down. And with most of its body now on the other side of the gap uh, Lita I think you're close enough Kanan as well to kind of peer through and see what is happening on the other side and you actually see that this massive thing is kind of like 
on the ground, like, slithering around, encircling Ava's body, which is unconscious. Okay, if I see that, then I would definitely try to jump down, because I don't have enough movement to go around the wall and go down the stairs and get to her. So it'll be like a 12-foot drop, so you'll have to make a check or else take some falling damage, but yeah, you can do that. Okay, I will do that. What check do you want to do? She's got fucking wings. Oh, I do have wings. Just make a acrobatics check. But you can't fly. Can you fly with those wings or no? Or uh, they just show wings? Yeah, it's an action, though. Oh, uh, they don't act, they're not there unless they use an action to use them. Oh, so, cool. yes. Um, an acrobatics check? Yes. <laughs> that was almost good. It was a seven. <laughs> it was on like 13, and then it went. <laughs> well, I. So you jump out of the hole, you fall, you're. Um, not really able to prepare yourself for a good landing because you're just trying to avoid like landing on this thing spiked back but you do manage to fall and it just kind of stings the balls of your feet a little bit and you take two damage perfect that was snake eyes from jeremy so good good job jeremy yes you guys thank you and now you are right beside this thing and i do think you could hit it from here without um hurting anybody if you position yourself right uh, maybe moving your back like right up to the bottom of the steps. I think you could put yourself in a pretty good position. Okay. Um, seeing that Ava is down, is she in its mouth or is she like just laying on the floor? No. So it's she's like laying on the ground, and this thing is starting to encircle itself around her, like as if it's trying to coil around her. Um, this thing itself is taking up like a good like nine foot area, and it's just it looks like it's about to get ready to devour her. Okay. Can I? get up to her and touch her with the movement that I have left? You could, and you'd be putting yourself in some dangerous range That's fine. this creature. Yeah. I okay. would like to okay. get her back up. We'll use your wounds at second level. That's 14 healing. Yay! Alright, savior. So I'll get up and be like, Ava, come on, we have to go. Get up. We're moving. <gasps> but I was just on the cusp of gathering so much interesting information on the other side. Oh, God, it's still alive. All right. You can talk about your existential crises later. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Come on, big guy. Let's finish this off. And just as you sit up, it is your turn. Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, am I prone or like? You are prone, so you just have to move it to stand up. Um, okay. So I guess I will use my movement to stand Uh dust myself off a little bit and uh, make an unarmed strike and a bonus unarmed strike. So that's going to be 25 to hit and a 21 to hit. Both of those attacks hit. Okay. Um, that's going to be 8 damage and ooh, another 8 damage. This is uh, payback time. You are all it is a strong thing but I will say you're putting out some damage. You 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 have all hit it for quite a bit. Nobody tries to eat me. Punch, so punch. yeah, are you just punching this thing like in its like stomach thing right below, like in its throat, basically right below its face? You know when you're like mad and you just kind of like kick a rock. Like I'm doing that, but like at just whatever part of it is nearest to me, <laughs> just really hard. All right, so Ava begins to just pummel this thing, just punching its carapace with her fist of fury. Anything else? Mm, nope, that's it. Kanan, it is your turn. What are you going to do? In relation to where I'm standing now, where is this creature? Is it still partially hanging through the wall or has it moved totally into the next room? So, yeah, I think at this point um, it has 
slid all the way down into the next room and Info is kind of like no longer on its back, but just kind of standing right at the edge of where the hole in the wall is. And both of you are looking down into the lower chamber where you can see Lita and Ava fighting this thing. And then, yeah, Dr. Shepard and Ronnie's right behind you. Um, but yeah, it is uh, no longer within melee range of you. Okay. Um, and it's this is a 12-foot drop into the next room? Yeah it's, yeah, it's about 12 feet down to the lower chamber because it's okay. at the bottom of the stairs. How how brightly lit is that next room, that main chamber? Is it as dim as this corridor we're in? So it's not lit, fam, but it is <laughs> like there are lights dimly coming down into the room from above, um, just kind of coming in in okay. like beams. But for the most part, it's it's a really dark. So still in. dimly lit. But you all have like night vision and stuff still bestowed. No, I'm you. I'm specifically thinking because I want to throw this shadow blade at it, and if if it's still dim, I get advantage. It is certainly still dimly lit enough for you to throw the shadow blade. Um. Okay. So, Kanan will make his way right up to the edge of this gap in the wall and grip his shadow blade and then whip this thing down and attempt to stick it into the back of this creature. Okay. Yeah, go ahead and throw this shadow blade at it. So with advantage, you have 20, and that is certainly enough to hit it. Looks a little bit cooler. Yeah, so you just fling this shadow blade at the creature and you see the faint light just kind of whizzing through the air and then you'll hear it scream in pain as you hit it for nine psychic damage. Is there anything else you'd like to do? No, I think I'm just going to stay here and wait for that blade to reappear in my hand. That's the end of my turn. Okay, so as soon as this happens, the creature is going to move its massive body in a circular motion and it's going to very quickly trying to do a tail whip to knock both Ava and Lita off of their feet. I would uh, like each of you to make a dexterity saving throw. I don't think it's possible for Ava to fail a dex saving throw, right? Monks can't fail. Oh, we had to be dicks about it, <laughs> didn't we? I got an 8. That's an 11. So with an 8 and 11, you are not quite fast enough. This thing's large body is going to slam into both of you. It is going to knock you prone and then it is also going to deal uh, 2d10 damage. So not nearly as much as the other... Hell whip is super effective. Are you sure this isn't like the padded part of the tail? So it hits you for eight damage. Okay, that's enough. And then I need you both to make a constitution saving throw from its heat. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that's not bad. Why would you say that? That's a three. Oh no. I'm probably dead. (laughs) That is a robust nine. So it knocks you down to the ground. You take the eight damage, and then suddenly you are hit with this massive heat as you both take 11 fire damage. Yeah, I'm I'm dead. I'm down. I believe I, too, am down again. Adam's face. I wish we could podcast his face. I know. Like, I want some of our faces for some of these things. <laughs> Just for the thumbnail. We get back to headquarters, and they're like... Why did the Warforged and the uh, Illithid are the only ones that survived? I just screenshotted it. I'm going to name it Saddam. Oh my god, Saddam. Yes. We broke our cleric. Your cleric is He's running like, out of I heels. just healed you, damn it. <laughs> He's like, so, hey, Bard was playing cleric for a while, so. That's true. I didn't heal you. I could have healed. Did I? No. 
so this thing whips around its tail. It deals the bludgeoning damage as you fall back. The heat of its body as it's pressed up against you, and it burns you both for 11 damage, knocking uh, both Ava and Lita unconscious. Hey everybody, this is Jeremy, and I just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about our newest sponsor, Abide Asteria. So Abide Asteria is this brand new tabletop role-playing system, and it is unlike any tabletop game that I have ever played before. So you actually don't even use dice. This is a card-based system, and you don't need to buy, you know, some Abide Asteria cards and then buy some new ones with an expansion or anything like that. All you need is a standard deck of playing cards, and you are ready to play Abide Asteria. On top of that, Abide Asteria is 100% free. All you need to do is go to AbideAsteria.com, and they have everything you need to get started right now. I'm talking quick rules, character building, class options, race options, everything that you can think of is right there on AbideAsteria.com. They even have character sheets that you can use so that you can play the game right away. It is a super, super awesome system. It's very innovative. It is a combination of both sci-fi and fantasy elements. It really hits all the different points that I'm looking for when it comes to playing a tabletop role-playing game. Jerundu and I actually had the pleasure of being able to test this game out the other day, and I'm telling you everybody, I am not exaggerating when this is one of the most innovative and one of the most fun tabletop role-playing systems that I have ever played. When you go to AbideAsteria.com, they have all the rules for you right there, 100% free, very well organized, very, very easy to get through. It's extremely approachable. The game and player's guide is also digital, so it has these built-in hyperlinks where anytime it's referencing something in the text, you just click the link and it takes you to that part of the document. It was a whole lot of fun, and you really need to go check it out. Once again, that is Abide Asteria, and you can find that at AbideAsteria.com. The thing lets out a louder... And it begins to just start thromping around this room, crushing through all the stone chairs and just like growling and just freaking out. And you just feel rubble raining down from above you. And it is just kind of like spinning around in a circle, eroding away the um, rocky floor beneath it. And as it's doing this, it seems to be preparing to eat its meal as it's looking at its two victims. Um, You just see it essentially moving itself and positioning itself above your two fallen comrades and we go to info's turn info what are you going to do from your vantage point up here in this other room you can certainly see through the massive hole in the wall this thing is getting ready to devour them uh first a rules question if i give someone three temporary hit points would they wake up it says if you have zero hit points you're saving temp hp doesn't restore your consciousness 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 Jeez, you know what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. It don't wake you up. Yeah, it don't it wake don't you don't up. Wake it don't you make up. you awake it again. It helps you. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, when you wake um, up, if and when, you'll have some temporary hit points. Yeah, I think it like, yeah, I think they can get them. It might just it count as them having temp hit points. Shields on top of someone that's dead. They're just covered in shields. It doesn't bring them back to life. We're going to need a new poster. 
The artist is going to be mad unless uh, my new character is just, unless my new character is like brunette Ava. <laughs> I was saying if I no. died, no. I, I've got me back with a different voice. I've got a few, I've got some tricks left up my sleeve still, but not many. So if we could, you know, really whip this thing. Yeah, if we could really whip this thing's butt, uh, that would be the best. Uh Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, why are you all obsessed with this thing's butt? <laughs> I don't know. It's got a big, it. long tail butt. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, Info's gonna look over her shoulder and be like, Rodney, climb on, buddy. It's time for the the lumberjack. And then we're gonna. He's gonna clamp on to Info, and I'm gonna hop down with him on my back, piggyback Yoda style. And I assume I'll have to do an acrobatics roll so I see how much damage I take if I take damage. Yeah, shit. Five. Yeah, you drop. Um, so your your body's quite heavy, and you're like trying to jump, but you just it's like extremely loud. If you're trying to be stealthy at all, this thing's head whips up and is just glaring at you from like eight feet away. And you're going to take eight falling damage. Much more then lead us to significantly more cool 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 he tries to do a front flip lands on his wrists yeah <laughs> the wrist <laughs> uh well let's see when i land uh i'm gonna like whip out the old spell cannon pistol time to use it and i'm gonna aim right for that thing's general mouth hole area and we're gonna bit of blast here. Ooh, natural one. Cool, 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 cool. Is that your back-to-back? Yep. Uh, natu- nat ones from turns, yeah. yeah I think so. Thought. You were trying to shoot with what? The spell cannon pistol. Yeah, you go to fire that spell cannon pistol, and you, you're about to fire, you're about to fire, and you realize the crystal's not screwed in all the way, and then you try to do it, and it shocks you, and you're like, oh, damn it, and then next thing you know, you just missed Six the shot. At best. Anything else? Yeah, Rodney's gonna. Uh, let's see. Rodney has enough movement to run over to it, right? Or are we? Eh, I guess we're um right next to each other. We try to drop down. Yeah, we're right next. Maybe to you can catch him. Well, he was on my back. Oh, okay. Was, oh yeah, like yeah. Yoda. He was clamped on Yoda style. Okay. Um, I think what actually happened is you drop down. And then you reach to your side, and the pistol's not there, and it's laying at your feet. It, like, fell off when you had dropped down. Uh, actually, I'll keep Rodney next to me, just in case. Uh, and he won't do anything. He'll just uh, be kind of be- a little to the- behind me. And we'll end it there. All right. After Info's turn is over, we go to Shepard. Shepard, what are you doing? We need, like, three of you. Yeah, I'm going to head over to the ledge. And now that I can uh, look into this main main area, this main chamber, and see both Lita and Ava on the ground, uh, unconscious, um, and about to be eight, uh, I am going to bust out one of my level two spells. So I'm going to uh, throw one of my last two pairs of uh, mobile defibrillators out at uh, Lita. Uh, this is kind of my bread and butter tonight. So that's going to be seven points of healing for Lita. And then if, 
again, since that's only a bonus action, I will then raise my staff that I so love and uh, shoot this thing kind of in the face. Try to like try to hit it in the face and like dissuade it from gobbling up Ava, who's still unconscious. So that's gonna be for six points of damage from my my force staff. Okay, so you use the healing word, and then yeah, you're able to use your uh, staff and launch six force damage at this creature. This hits it in the side, and you actually see... Like, before, it seemed like you were hurting it, but this seemed to blast off parts of its scales, and you can actually see a part where it's bleeding a little bit. And we will then go to Lita's turn, who is now just awakened. All right, well, I wake up, and I see that my friend Ava is uh, still down. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be like, oh, fuck. Okay. Um, and I'm going to reach out and just touch her since she's next to me and use another second level, uh, my last second level, uh, Cure Wounds. Of course, but it's 11 points of healing for Ava. Um, and This can't be good for everyone's blood pressure. So, I mean, healing, unconscious, no, wake no, up, I'm, unconscious. Yeah, my heart doesn't really know stressed. what's happening right now. It's stopping, starting, stopping. We don't really know. Um, so, but uh, I guess I will use my movement to stand up so it doesn't have advantage on me um, when it attacks me. But I will try to still like be around it and like position myself to where I can try to hit it if I get a next. All right. Yeah, you're able to dash um, right past the stairs and try to get on the other side of this creature and on the other side of where Ava is. Ava, you awaken again and it is now your turn. All right, I pop back up. I say, all right, we've got to stop doing this. Uh, All right, I'm going to make an unarmed strike. I'm going to use my movement to stand. I'm going to make an unarmed strike. Um, It's going to be a 15 to hit, 6 damage. And then I'm going to do hands of harm on that and add an additional an additional five necrotic damage to that nice and then for my bonus action i'm going to take one last unarmed strike okay does a 13 hit no but 13 just misses all right well but this thing seems to be starting to go on the decline you are uh, pummeling it with your fists and just like before where the scale had come off after dr shepherd's attack you are managing to actually see damage to this thing's carapace and Um, Even though it is hot as you punch this thing, you certainly feel like you guys are starting to affect it. However, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as you hit it with a melee attack. Well, gosh darn it. Are you fucking... Uh, That's going to be a three. I don't swear to God if you go down again. You take 11 fire damage. That's exactly... How much I needed I quit. to go down Shepherd again. Qu- Shepard quits this shit. <laughs> and Megan was fired from Eclipse. Is it just whoever hits it or is it whoever's close to it? It's whoever's literally touching it. Like anytime okay. they physically it's touch it. Can I say that Apricot jumped in the way and took some of the heat and I got advantage on that saving throw? Divert all that damage to Apricot. <laughs> No, I don't want her to die. <laughs> well, then no. Okay, I'd rather Either die. She's the one that touched it, or you did. <laughs> okay, I did. So I'm down, but she's still alive. She can give me mouth to mouth on my true. next turn. It wouldn't be the first time. 
And now we move to <laughs> what episode was that? I don't, that's the bonus. That's the Patreon episode. That's gonna be a bonus. You be Did a you dream that? You started paying for Patreon. You got to do that. That's where that episode is. That's the like, fan <laughs> you go on to OnlyFans. You can see that one. <laughs> Apricot has an OnlyFans. <laughs> Apricot does have an OnlyFans. <laughs> if you join the Patreon, you get access to Apricot's OnlyFans. <laughs> it's actually cheaper that way too, which is kind of shitty for Apricot. But uh, yeah, shouldn't have signed the paper. Yeah, that's what happens when your signature is a pauper. (laughs) (laughs) Is this thing dead yet, Jeremy? Come on. (laughs) We go to Kanan's turn. Okay, so standing up at the edge of of the the drop off into the next room, seeing Ava come back up and then drop immediately. I don't want to go down there because I can't bring her back. So I'm going to use my bonus action to make that shimmering shadow blade reappear in my hand and throw it at this big giant ass creature again. So an 18. All right. 18 will hit. And that'll be 10 psychic damage. Whoa, really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You hit this thing for another 10 damage. Where were you aiming? Right at its face? That's the part that's facing you. Make it second guess eating Ava now that she's back on the ground. All right. Yeah, you hit this thing in the face. It did seem like it was focusing on Ava, and as soon as she stood up, it was going to go down for another strike, but you hit this thing right in the face, and now it's glaring at you instead. Is there anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Noticing that it is staring up at me, I'm going to move myself back a bit and try and duck back behind the wall. Yeah, you're able to back up um, into the chamber that's in between the broken wall and the other room where the big sphere has been inserted, and you are out of this thing's uh, line of sight. And that'll end my turn. And now we go to its turn. As soon as we go to this thing's turn, it'll begin to just let out this growl, and then you see it's moving its big mandibles together like it's ready to feast again, and you see it rear itself up. It is now able to stretch much higher that it's now in this much larger room, and you're able to see how how very big this thing really is. Even with uh, more than half its body still on the ground, it seems to stretch up close to 18 feet in the air, and it is towering over all of you, letting out just a horrendous... <laughs> And just as it seems like it's going to come down on top of Ava once more, you'll hear someone go, FIRE! Standing at the entrance of the temple at the top of the stairs, you turn to see what looks to be 25 or so Gith Yankee with green skin, standing, wearing black armor and space helmets, Each of them seem to wield a large blade that hangs off of their right hip, very uniform-like, and each of them is wielding a large crystal-powered rifle. In the center seems to be a very tall Gith Yankee who is not wearing a helmet. He has long black braided hair and a pointed goatee, and he too is holding a rifle that appears to have two barrels on it. After the flashes of light and the extremely loud sounds, suddenly phase out the creature is just laying on the ground and it is little more than a mess of scales and blood smeared all over the ground and then you'll see the man at the front looking down freeze all of you are under arrest and that's where we'll end this episode of eclipse well we definitely cracked that pickle jar we definitely yeah, weakened we that. softened that up yeah, yeah we, we loosened, loosened that one up. yeah sure. also 
joke's on you. You can't arrest me if I'm dead. That's true. Uh, double Jeopardy. Don't think that's how Double Jeopardy works. <laughs> one of those. You can end it on one of those lines. You can pick Jeremy. This is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Eclipse. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did when we were recording it. We had a lot of fun. It's really, really hard to ever stop, no matter how late it gets. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you subscribe to Eclipse so you never miss any of our episodes. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, please tell your friends about us. Please go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a review. Those things are super helpful, especially for a brand new podcast. You can keep up to date with all of the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That's at Eclipse Pod. We are super, super active on Twitter. And you can also go to TheEclipsePod.com where you can learn about our show and our crew and the voice actors that are playing the characters on Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose Podcast Network, so you'll definitely want to go and check that out as well. We are home to over a dozen amazing podcasts and streams, everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a weekly live nerdy craft stream on Twitch, so we really do all of it here at the Majestic Goose Network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Heroes, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff that we're doing. Check out our streaming schedule and come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.